0: Welcome, friends to Workplace Injury Prevention on Fit for Work Podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we have another one of our Frequently Asked Questions episodes, and we will be joined by Forrest Richardson, the Safety Division Director of Fit for Work, and who is also a certified safety professional, and he's going to be reviewing the OSHA Top 10. So we're just going to jump right into this interview, and we hope you enjoy it. Forest, uh, 2020, as everybody knows, is a crazy year. So we're going to see today how this affected the OSHA top 10. So if you can just give us a um, kind of a rundown of the general top 10 and kind of what how things were affected.
1: You know, while the effects of COVID-19 uh, pandemic impacted most of the calendar year in 2020, it really didn't begin until like July of 2020. That's kind of when we started feeling the heat from all this. Um, the agency, when we're talking about OSHA, they did about 15% more complaints uh, in 2020 compared to the same. They had to respond to those, you know, compared to 2019, but they performed 50% fewer inspections and performed fewer on-site inspections. And obviously, this is due to the COVID rules and trying to limit risks and those kinds of things. But the Office of Inter- Inspector General they came out with a public statement. Just they concluded that OSHA's performance has placed worker safety and health at greater risk. Just not by not being able to get out there, you know, under the circumstances. But for example, um, OSHA received about ninety-seven hundred and fifty COVID nineteen complaints, and about thirteen hundred referrals from other folks to inspect sites from February one of twenty twenty to October twenty-six of twenty twenty. Of those, 35% or 3,500 were complaints. They were received from two industry sectors, primarily healthcare and retail trade. So that's kind of where the bulk of a lot of those complaints and referrals to come on site to inspect. And that's kind of natural. You can kind of see that coming from healthcare workers not having the resources that they need. And there was there was a lot of you know, all of us went through all that and we saw that on the news every day. So that's kind of understandable.
2: When you talk about the COVID-19 complaints, is that just based on, you know, you explained it a little bit, but is that just that they didn't have the correct PPE or do you know what maybe some of those complaints were?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a smattering or a combination of all of it. Just that, Uncertainty, and we see this in all industries. You know, all, all safety and health professionals, we we see that natural bent for employees who are unsure and they're scared. Do we have the right amount of equipment? Or I, you know, we don't have this. We don't have that. How are we doing this? What are the protocols that we're following? Are we getting this done fast enough? So it's really kind of everything, and and left unaddressed, we all know that that becomes a bigger and bigger issue. You know, the fire, the heat on the stove just gets turned up, but. Most programmed on-site inspections were suspended. So OSHA has a category of inspections every year that they program. They just say, hey, we have a program for this, and we're going to inspect so many of these wherever. They, most of those were suspended. And the agency's compliance, safety, and health officers, or the CSHOs, switched from on-site inspections to mostly remote inspections conducted by telephone, video conference, or email, you know, just like the rest of us did. However, OSHA's enforcement database does not track whether inspections are performed on site or remotely. And currently, the Office of the Inspector General is asking OSHA to go back through, figure out kind of what that looked like from the terms of effectiveness. I don't really know how they're going to complete that process because, you know, that's kind of like going back and through lines of code and trying to find things, needle in the haystack things. I don't know if they have the resources for that, but that's a pretty big undertaking.
0: Well, yeah, just thinking about, I mean, if you were to ask a kid five years from now, how do you think you were affected by COVID? That's a hard thing to say. Well, obviously it was like this, but I I don't know how easy of a task that is. But do you think that's something that is going to be very uh, meaningful or impactful?
1: You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, my gut tells me they just don't have the resources to come through all that. And, you know, by the time they do, you know, what other opportunity costs relative to OSHA's mission of going out there and keeping up with the workload. I don't know. I'm not very confident that that's something that's going to – that may take a lot longer than they think. I don't know. But one of the, one of the most pertinent things that came out of this whole thing in, in the COVID-2020 uh, was uh, the Office of Inspector General also faulted OSHA for not establishing a COVID-19 emergency temporary standard, which under the OSHA Act, they, they do this from time to time. And out of that, currently, four state plans have issued their own uh, emergency temporary standard, and that's Virginia, Michigan, Oregon, and California. So they all have their specific under their state plans, you know, a specific standard for COVID. So that's something for our listeners who are in those states to be mindful of and, you know, direct to your OSHA state fund program.
2: So for us kind of getting to these frequently asked questions and something that I'm always excited about, what are the current safety regulations that made OSHA's top 10 list for this crazy year of 2020?
1: Sure. OSHA's uh, fiscal year runs October to September. Typically, that's when the, the, the top 10 list comes out in April, usually of every year. Another note to our listeners to set that on your calendar. But total for all industries, and we're looking at citations, about 4,600 citations. Uh, Inspections were around 4,500 total inspections. Penalties amounted to about 25 million and change for all industries. So you're really seeing that impact of COVID and their inability to go on site and, you know, do the things that they normally do directly impacted those numbers. So with things kind of opening up in 2021, I'm, I'm absolutely you know, certain that those numbers will kind of go up in 2021, I'm sure, just by access with more access. So we'll take it from the top in terms of just uh, the top 10, one through 10. So fall protection and construction, and that's the duty to have fall protection. So if your program has some challenges or you want to kind of know kind of what the top 10 is for that, go to 1910-26 or 1926-501, which is your fall protection standard. Second one is hazard communication. That's in general industry, and that standard is 191200. 1910 1200. So those are generally your requirements. Respiratory protection would be number three, and that's in for general industry, and that's in 1910 134. Uh, the next one on number four would be scaffolding, the general requirements under construction, and that's it found in 1926 451. The fifth one is ladders in construction, and you can find that in 1926 1053. Uh, the sixth one is control of hazardous energy, so lockout tagout's always on this, and that's typically in the general industry, and you can find that standard in 1910-147. The seventh one is powered industrial trucks, again in general industry, and you can find that standard in 1910-178. The eighth one is fall protection, training requirements, so that's a really good one to look at, and that's in construction typically, and you can find that standard in 1926-503. And then the ninth one is eye and face protection, again, in construction. And you can find that standard in 1926-102. And then the 10th and final one was machinery and machine guarding general requirements in the general industry. And you can find that standard in 1910-212.
0: So it seems like something that we've talked about before where this this list hasn't changed very much. Kind of be on the lookout that just because the numbers might be lower this year doesn't mean they weren't there as well as they might go up next year. I'm just kind of being still being on guard and keeping track of those things. So, Forrest, and thank you for kind of going over all the OSHA top 10.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this. Episode of our frequently asked questions and what was the OSHA's top 10 for 2020? And even though it was kind of a crazy year, as you can notice, you know, those top 10 just don't really move around a whole lot. So paying attention to them is always very important. As always, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a fit for work podcast. We are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. To get started preventing injuries, visit our website at wellworkforce.com or email us, podcast at wellworkforce.com with any questions or comments. And remember, prevention improves lives.